I spend my life researching and teaching people how to live a powerful life. I am a believer. I stand for the transformation of humanity. I have found my purpose. My name is Gabrielle McGee. And I am the Rebellious Therapist. So welcome to the Rebellious Therapist podcast. And today's session is season two and session five. And today this topic is all going to be about red flags in relationships. So I also want to now um, welcome Kira as usual. Um, Kira has moved to the Hamptons, which I'm really, really jealous about. And yeah, so welcome Kira. Just tell me a little bit about what's been going on in your life for the last few weeks. Well, the last time we talked, I, um, I was in the middle of the messy middle, as I like to call it, of, cho- <laughs> of making a choice. Yeah. And it was, you know, well, should I go or should I stay? Mm. And I decided to go and move about two and a half hours outside New York and start a life with my partner in a new village, new town, new job. And it's just kind of flipped, you know, 360 on or 180 wow. as you say and I couldn't be happier wow it was the right choice it it's yeah it's brand new but it's exciting and what I was holding on to was something very stale and mm. something that wasn't um serving me anymore yeah but of course it felt so familiar and comfortable that it was so hard to leave yes Wow. But like, as you said, once you let go and open up and let it all in, it can be a million times better. Amazing. And it is. Amazing. It was amazing to be on that journey with you for the last few weeks and watch yeah. everything unfold. And and like, you're not in the village, you're in the Hamptons. And yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like a village. I don't think so. Right. Because <laughs> what you've done, you've ended up in the most beautiful place in the world. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it's really, really like, cool. Right beside the ocean, right beside yeah. forest and not in a concrete jungle anymore, which can have its own effects on your mental health. Yeah. You know, out in nature now, I think it's time. So today we are going to talk about red flags in relationships. So we, we, um, we're going to go through all the different stages that we feel is a red flag in relationships. So Kira, do you want to take it away there? And we'll, I'll just elaborate more. Yes. As we talk, okay. Um. So number one, mm-hmm. the person's history. Yeah. So their past relationships. Um. Do they take responsibility for their partners, or are they victims? Yes. So what happens in that is, you know, the red flag for me there is if so, if you got into a relationship, it can go both ways, right? So if they're talking all about themselves, and it's all about me, me, me. And, you know, I've been in a relationship and the person I've, I've been in 10 relationships, I've been in three relationships, I've been in five relationships and they were all terrible. Everyone that was in that relationship with me was the wrong person. They were the they were doing all the stuff that I didn't agree with. And it's all about making them wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm right. So yeah. there's no personal responsibility in that. That's a red flag for me because then guess what? You're going to be the next one. Yeah. And you can see there's no capacity in that conversation 
for them to take, to take responsibility for their behavior. Now, I'll, I'll tell you a story. I've had clients who's been on their third marriage and the third marriage is now ending. It's, they're up for divorce. And they keep telling me, I just keep meeting the wrong woman. Mm. And I love the moment where I have to say, oh, who's on the other end of those three marriages? Yeah. Now, the thing is, they don't know. They didn't know. And then they started, you know, until we go through the process and them really looking at their behavior. And that takes a while for them to get it. So when you're in a relationship with someone like that, it is a difficult one. Yeah. Now, that's the red flag for me. Because yeah. that's a narcissistic behavior, right? Then there's... I a, can, go ahead. I can definitely say that I was that person though I was the victim in all in yeah. a lot of my yes um past exes and all that mm. and I even I still remember the storyline I I spilled I spewed about why 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 we broke up it was all them 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 yeah. them no responsibility until I started therapy yes and then I got to see myself in the relationship and then I got to take responsibility yeah for my part and so like I, right there, like my first, my 10 year relationship broke up because I can see now why like it got feeling mm. we just weren't meant to be. Yeah. And then another relationship. So was that a 10, that was a 10 year. Huh? That was 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. yeah. So you see, you see how long it took to work through to the gut feeling. Yes. You know, the gut feeling was there, but you kept ignoring it. Yeah. So how long did you think you were in that relationship? What stage was it at when the gut feeling started? There was something's not right here. I'd say five, I would say we were five years in. Yeah. And so I spent five years in the uh, uh, gut feeling is the ultimate. Not mm. no like I knew that you know. But after that, I would again um, make excuses and like see the potential in somebody yeah. and not really the actual reality of it. Uh -huh. Um, our values did actually align. They did. Mm -hmm. um, however, we were just not. We we had just we were got, we went from fifteen to twenty five. Mm. Like we had outgrown yes, each other. Of course. We'd grown up like mm. cousins. You mm. know that kind of way. Mm. It was Platonic. there was no. It was just. Again, I have no like um, bad feelings towards it. I've come full circle mm. and still, you know, love and respect that person and that part of my life, and I have no regrets. Mm. But the amount of time I spent in victim mode in that relationship, it was honestly horrible. Like, it's, yeah. there's no power in that. Yeah. So you can see that, that, that that's another part of the red flag, right? Yeah. If someone's a plain victim, then they also, will, you'll always, you know, the person on the other end of that will always be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But I was still staying in the relationship, you know, and mm. still being a victim. Like, yeah. I, and I like just then just leave, you know, if you're still complaining and this and that and the other, like that is a huge red flag. And that's kind of what we were saying as well. You know, we these red flags are for you to spot in other people. But there's, and as you said, it's a different conversation, but there's also red flags you can look at in yourself. Totally. In a relationship. Because yeah. uh, you've got, you got it. Yeah, you got to look at both, right? Yeah. Because you could be part of the issue, part of the problem. Yeah. Well, you definitely, there's some percentage because there's two people in a relationship, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, you know, you can see for the guy, whoever that guy was, right? 
No, he served a purpose. This is this is what's get really interesting, you know, because your 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 um way of doing relationships was victim. Yeah. So then you choose the guy or you choose the girl that facilitates that process mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's all unconscious, right? Yeah. But you also continue. This is where it gets complex. This, you're also continuing a lot of your early age development processes as a child. You just take that into relationships. And I keep saying that in most of my yeah. podcasts and reminding people, you know, if you felt victimized as a child, then guess where you're doing relationships from? Yeah. You're doing that relationship from that space. We go into a very childlike space when we go into relationships because it's, it's just there where, where we learn how to um, connect from. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, and, and, that, and it's very difficult for that type of relationship to go strong or, you know, progress into a more, you know, adult relationship because it stays in childlike form. Yeah, on both sides. Said, like we, when we ended it, when I, we were twenty five, it was as if we were still fifteen year olds yeah. in a relationship. Yeah, it had moved on exactly. Had moved and on. It doesn't. Yeah, very good point. Yeah, right. Then you know, because what we're looking at today, the red flags, is great. But you know, to move on from the red flags will be on the next podcast. Yeah. And yeah, so look, that's a great example, Kira, and and yeah, so that's and there kind is, of an example of history and responsibility and they always say to like always so one of the things when you're first starting dating is always be aware of how the person that you're dating is talking about their ex totally are they bad mouthing are Mm. they respectful are they and you'll know then in that moment Mm. whether that person has taken personal responsibility or whether they've like become emotionally mature enough i guess to understand how or if they've done the work Right. Yeah. They've done the work or they're being responsible for their part. Right. Yeah. So and, you know, it's not just X, but X is that's even a X bigger. Is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. Know, when you when you hear the sort of the pattern, look for the patterns. When you're yeah. you know, that's all red flags for me. And one of the things if I'm going into a new relationship, what I'd be doing is I'd be saying, what kind of childhood? What was tell me the crack about your, your childhood? Yeah. Then you're going to get a really clear view of what it's going to look like, what's coming at you. Yeah, yeah. So all, no, all, all, the, all the right questions will give you all the information really quickly. Yeah. If sure. you're clever. <laughs> so that's history number two, mm-hmm. red flag in a relationship, which I was surprised when we briefed this was mm-hmm. social media. So talk to me about that. Okay. So look, you know the. the, the all, I mean, I mean, it's a modern day argument. It's a, mar- mm-hmm. it's a modern day problem. Now, I know a lot of people get addicted to their phone and to uh, social media stuff, right? And are communicating behind the scenes. And there's a lot of, you know, stuff that they're not upfront about. That's a red, red, red flag for me. Because there's no, you know, there's the, you can't do both. You can't be not committed and then try to commit. Because you. So do you mean that in terms of like they're like messaging in the background or living yes, a different you know, life they're, they're on keeping, social media? Yeah. Like essentially, quote unquote, cheating or what you would call it. Yeah. Well, know, look, you know, if you're messaging, if you're messaging someone behind 
someone's back. And I know there's all these different layers now in relationships where, you know, mm. you're just seeing each other or you're thinking about committing to each other and then you commit to each other and then your girlfriend and boyfriend. There's all these different layers. But for me, I don't think any of it works. Yeah. So it's as if you're living like a double life, one on social media and one in reality, yeah. which in fact we all, we all have a chance to do because like social media is a form of escapism. It's a place where you don't have to be who you actually are. So that is kind of like, as you said, there's no reality in it. It's mm. kind of a bit, it's a distortion. Absolutely. And, and some people find their value in there in that sort of fantasy world and set, you know, set their life up in such, such a way that it looks a certain way that that actually there's no reality in it. Right. But mm -hmm. because the, you know, the, the connection with that is how they're finding their value. It's very difficult for them to come back into the real world and then have the relationship from there of just if they have no if they have low self-esteem and over there they're getting some you know value of power and you know connection and attention it's difficult to come back and just be in relationship and in the mundane thing and you know bottle down and, and, and get to know someone it nearly occurs to them as boring mm. And they might do it for a while, but then what, what happens is they go off into that addiction again, into that feeling, you know, they feel, they're not feeling themselves because they haven't done enough work to really get the self-esteem from just internal stuff with themselves, yeah. right? So, and then there's the people who's up on social media. And they're, you know, they're, they're, they have addiction to, you know, looking a certain way, showing a certain lifestyle. And there's no real, you know, it's all very distorted if you don't know the game. A lot of them know the game. Yeah. But a lot don't know the game. They think that's a real world. Mm -hmm. I've worked, you know, in the social media background, life, life, life sort of problems with people. And that they, some of them are really brilliant at knowing, OK, this is my life, but this is my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's when, when people don't know the difference and they don't have the, the distinction for what's what or how it works, then you've got an issue. That's a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. I think for people kind of who have the unhealthy relationship with social media will find it really hard to connect in real life. Yeah. So if you're feeling that, mm. you know, when you start dating somebody that they're unable to connect once the phone is down, and that probably is a bit of a red flag. I would say it's a for, big red flag. Yeah, big red flag. <laughs> I'm going too easy on everybody now. <laughs> I know, I know. It's very, you're being very careful. <laughs> Isn't it interesting, but, you know, when it comes to yeah. social media, we are very, very, very careful of how we speak about it. Yeah. Even that, even that in itself, it's, it's, it's um, interesting. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't want to say this or I don't know it's about social media. And there's, there's such a pressure to have. And we're locked into of how we talk about social media. Yeah. You know, so, like yeah, it. I think that's flag number two. I think we've said, you know, yeah. and people, okay, will, so I think people will, will have experienced it a lot, you know. Yeah. And again, look at it in yourself. Do you find it hard to connect offline? Do you find it hard to really sit with somebody and you know, be you and let them be them. And like, you'll know yourself. Are you talking to me? No, I'm just oh. talking to like the people. <laughs> say, okay, I'm going to say I'm too old. 
we're going to turn the conversation back as well. Yeah, yeah. The red flags and yourself yeah. if you are finding it hard to connect with people. Totally. Like if it's you or if it's the other person, yeah, then the issue's there, right? For the and there's work to be done before you can decide that you want to embark on a relationship. Totally. No, the, we're talking about red flags in the relationship. Who's doing them? That's going to be something you you got to go and, and, and be in the inquiry, you know, because you could be doing yeah. that yourself, you know. That could be your role in the relationship. Yeah. And it's very hard because people want a certain lifestyle. They want that fantasy world. They want that, you know, glamour, everything. So, you know, you can see why. 100%. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, number three. Okay, so number three is perception and potential of the person yes this is a big one as well for me right to work through with couples but not just couples but people who are in relationship or who's come out of a relationship right what happens in relationship we go into um a fantasy state where we think we're in relationship with somebody's potential or who we'd want them to be or who we think that's there, right? Now, that's a very, very strong, addictive process. And it's very difficult, you know, to crack that one unless you've been in therapy long enough and the, the therapist knows exactly how to move you back into reality. Because what happens is your dreams and wishes is so strong and desires that you don't want to let it go. Mm-hmm. I'll give an example. I had a client who was who was divorced, who was separated for fifteen years. Now this is you know way back in the years, right? But she was going for a divorce because she was getting remarried again, but had, was really struggling to get the divorce. Now knowing, even at that point, she knew her ex husband was absolutely not anywhere near or anything she would got. She thought she got married to. Right, because you know he'd gone through all this stuff, done all the the wrong stuff in relationships. So that was that was not a point where she was confused or had not seen. She had left him for a long time, but the moment she went to get divorced, what she didn't understand, she was actually addicted to the love. She thought she felt in that relationship, yeah, and didn't want to let it go. So by divorcing the, the guy who done her wrong, she was also having to let go of what she thought the relationship looked like and what she, she was addicted to love. Yeah. And that happens a lot for women in relationship. They get addicted to what they think they feel or what they think. And this is where it gets really complex, right? Because what happens in that is you're so addicted to feeling good and feeling in love. That the guy could be off doing or the girl could be off doing whatever she wants and you're not seeing it. You don't yeah. see who you're in a relationship. It's a very distorted process for people. Yeah. And that distortion yeah, is very, very hard to break. Yeah. Unless you're sure. in therapy. And again, from my experience, I've been that person yeah. who's looking at the potential of somebody. Yeah. And it's not even the potential of somebody. It's not, it's just not hearing what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Like the person that I was in a relationship for a very brief time, you know, these comments were thrown out. Mm. I don't think I'm ever going to be, be able to commit to anybody. Yeah. I don't think I'm, I'm going yes. to ever, I'm ever going to get married. Yeah. 
Um, I think I'm going to be alone forever. Yeah. While we are dating or. Or while you're you're trying to marry him. (laughs) Yeah. And here I am going, you know, flicking the hair back. You know, know, that'll change for me. That'll change for me. That'll change for me. Mm. I literally was not listening Mm. to what he was saying. Yeah. And you you couldn't hear it, Kira. You can't hear it. Yeah. Because, you know, your distortion here of what you were looking for and want, your wants and needs took over. Yeah. My wants and needs, which at the time were marriage, Mm. kids, job. Yeah. And I was willing to just create that around him. Yeah. Because that's what I thought I wanted when that wasn't the case at all if I really looked at the situation. Well, it wasn't what was there, right? And no. And he's been really clear with you. He's been clear with me and then I'm just using him to fulfill my own need, yeah. want, fantasy, yeah. idea. Yeah. So you can see, why? you can see why such a strong hold. And then when he pulls away, you know, he's he's telling you exactly how it is. Then he goes off and then you're heartbroken. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. Because you're heartbroken because <laughs> that dream state has been crashed. Yeah. Yeah. So then that, again, that was my perception of mm. the relationship mm. and the situation. That was no, there was no reality in it yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. And you see, so, I'm going to go back again to the child inner child stuff. The child needs yeah. love. Yeah. So if people want to come out of that state really quickly. They got to do the inner child work. And that's what I did. And that's what you did. And that's why, you know, <laughs> that's why you can come out of there and look, you know, at it from a very different view now, you know? Yeah. That's very, very interesting. Yes. To watch yourself. So like if you're, if you're, I don't know, in a relationship now and like really like, I feel you should just like listen mm. or you're dating, like listen to what they're saying and believe them. Believe yeah. when they say it. Yeah. Especially at the start. Right. Especially at the start. Yeah. If people are telling you things that, you know, about themselves and about their belief system, about their values, about, you know, what they want, you got to listen. And then if you're not listening, then, wow, you know where that heads. Yeah. It's not good. Not good down that road. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's that is another stage, I feel, of a red flag. That's part of another red flag that you need to be really sort of. Yeah, the perception and potential of the person or the relationship. Yeah, and and also the distortion, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. So number four now is values. Mm. So everybody has values. When did I find out mine? Probably three years ago, and I'm 32. Mm. So the sooner you find, I mean, they they do shift and change along the way, but like Mm. at at every stage in your life, you should be kind of aware of what your values are. Yeah, and I'm not um, sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if the core values ever change. Okay, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know, your core values, like, if you get your core values, they don't really change much because it's who you are. It's your okay. belief system, right? Yeah. So, you know, for me, my value would be that, you know, that I live with uh, in, 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 in a, in a, in a, in a, a relationship where we have a lot in co- no we have got a lot more values or yeah the values are more in common than not that makes, that's really really important to me that that's yeah. aligned our yeah. belief system or you know it's like 
if it's aligned with me, then I, you know, it, it takes away the, the, the complexity. Because you got something in common, you got something, something where you sort of heading down the, the one runway, the sort of the, the motorway is we're, we're heading the same direction. Yeah. So example, you know, for me, if I am someone who my values is, is, you know, I believe that commitment is a big deal. And someone else doesn't feel like that, then that's a red flag. Yeah. If they say, well, no, you know, I don't I don't want to commit. I don't want I want I don't want to live with someone for a long term or long term relationships. It's not important to me. I like variety. I like to, you know, be in a relationship, but go off and have other partners and all. That's like that's not my core value. Mm-hmm. No, that's some some, you know, that's quite an extreme example or someone yeah. who believes, you know, in a certain religious sort of background, who's very strong and, and believes I need to change or convert my religion or my belief system to whatever belief system they have that's definitely not something of my value that would match up so that wouldn't work for me yeah for sure or someone wants to change me right and it's not something you know it's not something that's going to be of value to me or support me then it's absolutely not going to work that is not yeah. a core value. That's not who I am. It's not a core value to me that somebody, I don't need nobody, anyone to come and change who I am as a human being Yeah. for their own needs. So you can see there's a mis- mismatch right away, immediately. Yeah. That's all red flags to me. Yeah. And again, if you're not listening to the values, like in that moment, if you're deciding to ignore them, that's your... You're skewing your own perception of how this relationship is going to go because mm. it's going to catch up with you in a, in a few years' time. Totally, you know, for, yes. regardless when if you don't yeah. get your core values out in the open, like in ter- core values in terms of a relationship. Obviously, one would be like marriage, kids, mm. all. And if there are things you want or don't want, there are questions you need to be asking on the very first date. And first I, date. I just I don't know why. So, but because then, if that's what you're looking for. That's the questions that need to be asked. If that's what, not what you're looking for, you're telling somebody on the first day, I want to have fun and just enjoy my life and blah, blah, blah. So there's also you know, a second part of that, Kira. So when, if you sit with someone on the first date and you, you're really clear what you want mm-hmm. and you let them know and they run away, they're not for you. Yeah, you've done yourself a favor. Mm-hmm. Like you're filtering out. It's a yeah. filter system. You're filtering yeah. out the shit. Like, yeah, exactly. Don't, you don't match <laughs> or align with where you want to go with your life. But also, like, well, a lot of girls go on dates and are terrified to say what they want. Yes. And they try to mold themselves into what they think the person wants in front of them. And then they, be- they lose themselves and then they become something that they're not. And it gets really weird and confused. And then they've got to keep that up every time they meet. Yeah. And then that grows yeah. into that weird space. And then the yeah. complications comes after that. So once you put your card on the table, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what I'm looking for. Now, it doesn't happen a lot in Ireland. I don't know what. We're still really, really, we're really into the romance and scared to say, look, this is who I am. This is what I want. What are you up to? Where are you at yeah. in your lifetime? Yeah. Just terrified to say in case the guy runs away. But if he's running away, he's running. He's running away at some point anyway. So you're doing this, as I, as you said a minute ago, you are actually doing yourself a massive favor and cutting out yeah. all the shit. Yeah. 
I'll give an example of kind of at the start of the conversations, which actually ties into how mm. I'm here and why I'm here. Yeah. But our very first date, mm. my partner said to me, I'm living in Montauk for the rest of my life. Is that something that you are Perfect. interested in? And that wasn't forward. That wasn't anything. He had already done. He had already done himself a mm. disservice for the last 10 years, moving somewhere some somewhere for somebody yeah and kind of ignoring his core value yes which was living in montauk yeah. or the hamptons or whatever mm-hmm. and at that moment i was because i'm not really attached to where to where i live you know yeah. i was living in new york city at for eight years at that point and mm-hmm. i was like i never knew or like thought about it too much but i kind of knew that it probably wouldn't be ireland anyway yeah um and i said yeah it's something i'm you know Offer. open to for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. now a year and a half later here i am exactly that's hard so, working. living here. Yeah. And I knew that that was the end goal yeah. for our relationship if it was going to work. Mm-hmm. So I had to, you know, I took, I took the plunge. Maybe it, it was kind of more time. And I was like, when's the time right? There's no time yeah. right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then for an example, a uh, core value that I had when we first started mm-hmm. dating was therapy. I was like, yeah. like I, I have committed my whole life mm-hmm. to my personal development mm-hmm. and you know self-improvement yeah. and therapeutic mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. is that something you're interested in and he said yes when the time is right that we have to do it I'll do it yeah so then what happens there is there's no red flags because everything's yeah. really clear yeah where if he said no I don't want to do therapy and you're up for therapy your core value is that then now we've got an issue yeah and he's saying no and you're not listening you think, oh, I'll get yeah. him in there. Because a lot of times we just ignore and think, oh, I will you know, yeah. change him or I'll force him or I'll convince him whatever it looks like. And it's such, like, it sounds so daunting and, like, huge, but it's, like, such a simple conversation to alleviate so much pressure and stress that could come your way if you just have those conversations at the very start. Oh, my like, God. If you're serious about relationships, these are the conversations to have. Forget it. Yeah. You know, if you're serious if you're about your life. about a relationship, don't have the conversations. And we're not yeah, saying like, like go out and have, good f- have, go out and have fun <laughs> if you're not serious. Right. Yeah. But we're talking about relationships and moving forward yeah. in your life and making it work. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Next one. Gut feeling. Yes. I think this is the last one. Like here, is it? The last second, la- second, second last, last one. okay. So, gut feeling part, right? So, if we really trust, if we've done enough work on ourselves, right, and we really trust ourselves, and the gut always tells the truth, it never tells you lies. Forget about the head, you cannot trust the head, right? Because it'll take you into all sorts of complica- complex situations, right? But the gut will always tell the truth. So if you've got, you know, a really, if you've developed a process where you listen to your gut or you're in connection with that level of communication with yourself, then you can always trust that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we know there's something off and then we ignore it. And we've yeah. all done that. You know, there's times where even in relationships, and, and it doesn't matter what the relationship looks like, you get that gut feeling. There's something not right for me here or there's something off or there's something doesn't make sense. Yeah. The minute you ignore that, you have a problem. 
So I think sure. I think is one of the biggest sort of assets we have as human beings. And it's the one we sort of ignore the most. Yeah. Especially in relationships. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I, as well, like, you know, when times get tough, times do get tough in a relationship and it's yeah. not always like sunshine and no. all of that. But the flip side of a gut feeling for me recently was this something but there's also a gut feeling to stay as well yeah like work through yeah. this get through very this. good there's, there's like there's there's as hard as it feels now stay and wait it out mm. and figure and you you will come to that feeling of like yeah. whatever now, i'm not saying that that's a red that's obviously not a red flag that's probably a green flag it, it, with a gut yes. feeling <laughs> yeah but also you know there's enough of the core value there that's where the core values come back you come back to core values okay so this yeah. guy you know Everything I've seen about this guy is worth wor working through the difficulties and yeah. the issues. And we'll get to that on the yellow, the yellow flag. Yellow and green. When we work stuff out and when we don't. When we run. Yeah, very, very <laughs> true. Um, so last one. Are they pushing you to be your best self? Yes. Are they, you know, are you able to be the best version of yourself? Yeah. And do they support that? Are they yeah. championing it? If not, then that is another red flag. Yeah. Because what's happening is you're going to have to start, you know, molding yourself into what they want you to be like. And then you're in denial of yourself. Your self-esteem goes down. Your confidence go. So that's a huge red flag in a relationship where you lose yourself. Yes. Where, you know, if you're with your, your, your person and he's completely backing you up, when you make mistakes or when you fuck up or when whatever way it looks right and he's there and you're saying you know what let's get through this let's do this I'm behind you I'm here and no matter what way it looks we're together as a couple but if it's the opposite where you're being made wrong and they're losing the head and you have no permission to be you know just yourself playful out then you're going to have difficulties there for sure, because you've got some controlling going on or some opinions and judgments that, you know, it's going to be difficult. And then you start to validate yourself within them, within that. You've, you're finding your worth in there as well, which is in there. zero. And that's your red flag. That's your that's, red flag, right? Because yeah. when there's one red flag, another red flag will show up as well, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I think I think we've done sort of good sort of example of what to look out and and make it a bit more clear for people what they are looking for in relationships or what's there in relationships maybe they need to consider going forward with. Yeah. Love it. So thank you, Kira. Um thank you. The next this is gonna be this is part one of a two part series. And the next part of this, which will come out next week, will be all about the yellow and green flag. You know, when do you stay? When do you work it out? And when do you really get to work on the relationship that's worth working through? And it's, it's just we wanted to find the difference between the red, the yellow and the green. So episode two coming next week. Thank you all for listening. And I hope you got great value as usual. And yeah, looking forward to hear some feedback. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 
You've been listening to the Rebellious Therapist Podcast. For more information, you can follow me, the Rebellious Therapist, on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. You can find further information on my website, therebellioustherapist.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.